I'm here with UK author of Daddy Daycare, Jonathan Tyndale, to talk about, to talk about his new book, about his parental leave experience. It has to be said, John, that there aren't many fathers who take parental leave and even less that find the time to write about it. So well done um, for breaking the glass ceiling, I think, for modern dads. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this interview. Thank you kindly for being agreeing to be interviewed. Well, um, thank, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm looking forward to having a chat with you about it. Great. Well, let's start with the book. You know, what is it all about and, and what prompted you to write about your parental leave experience? Well, um, there, there, there are quite a few um, honest and um, quite interesting and quite funny books about uh, being a mum. Um, there's been a bit of a uh, bit of a phenomenon online of um, sort of mummy bloggers. Like here we have um, in the UK, we have somebody called Hurrah for Gin, and we have the young mumsy mum, and they write very eloquently and very honestly and very candidly about you know, the warts and all side of, of being a mum and being a stay-at-home mum. But there's uh, very little, I mean, precious little or ne next to nothing at all about what it's like as a dad doing this. And I, this wasn't my first experience of writing a book. I'd, I'd um, write, written my first book three or four years ago. Um, well, I published my first book three or four years ago. Um, it was a travel book about um, living in a lone caravan out in New Zealand. And that's kind of how I got out into into writing through travel writing, but it occurred to me that um, staying at home with my daughter uh, for six months was probably every bit as uh, exotic, exciting, and beautiful, and interesting and strange as being airdropped into Kabul or <laughs> or um, <laughs> or you know going to uh, you know you know living in Kathmandu or something. So I thought you know there's there's nothing out there. Um, and it would be good to write something that would hopefully make other dads think, uh, well, this is actually sounds like a, you know, this sounds like sounds like a good thing to do. I, gosh, if, if this idiot can do it, then maybe I can look after my child. I look after my baby for six months. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to, you know, support and encourage other dads to pick up the experience because it's such a, you know, such a wonderful time and it goes so quickly, you know. Yes, well, let's start with, I, I'm really fascinated to just take a step back for a moment about what made you decide to take parental leave in the first place? Because as I said, you know, so many um, dads don't take parental leave or they take, let's say, paternity or secondary carers leave for a couple of weeks, but that's pretty much it. What prompted you to say, right, I'm going to give this a shot for six months? Was that a deliberate decision or... Or did you fall into that decision? How, how did that come about? I think it may have been a little bit of both, actually. Um, I always wanted to do this. I always wanted to um, spend the time um, at home with my uh, with my with my with, with my daughter, um, and then the opportunity sort of came about. Um, partly, uh, my wife had a a particularly um, a particularly good job opportunity if she went back um, if she went back to work after six months rather than you know nearer twelve months, which you know you know which is what we did first time around when my son was born. So um, 
yeah, it was kind of a combination of those two things, really. It was advantageous um, professionally for my partner to go back to work a bit sooner. And I was, you know, up for it. I was, it was something I wanted to take on and do. I wanted to, you know, I wanted, wanted the experience of, of doing it. And I've got to ask, you know, what was the, you know, reaction from people around you, from your mates, from, you know, your wife's friends and family? I, you know, we often, um, we talk about um, some of the mother's books that are out there on top, on this topic and so on. And there's just so many different um, wonderful, weird and wonderful articles I've seen written about the judgment made on motherhood, right? And how yeah. everyone, um, every man and his dog, and the mother-in-law, et cetera, has an opinion on how long you should have off, how much time, um, you know, you should be spending with your baby, um, who should be taking care of the baby, et cetera. Mm. You know, what was it like for you? How, how did people react when uh, you said you were going to take this time off? You know, I, I was surprised. I uh, really did expect to get my leg pulled, something merciless. I really did think that there would be, you know, quite a few um quite a few sort of you know comments um mm. but uh, very very few i mean i suppose partly um i think everybody knew that this wasn't wouldn't be a walk in the park a lot of my friends were already parents and they knew nobody was ever going to turn around and go oh, you know you're off on a bit of a jolly for six months john because they they all had been through they hadn't none of the dads had taken shared parental leave or you know been home this amount of time like I was about mm. to do but I think they'd all been through enough of parenting to know that it wasn't going to be easy so nobody ever kind of you know sort of took the mickey on that side of things I think um and the mums as well I mean my you know mum mum friends who were perhaps closer to my wife than to me you know were really supportive you know they said you know you know when you know John, you know, when, when your wife goes back to work, you know, if, if you're by yourself, just just give me a bell, you know, don't ever feel that you're alone or anything. Just, you know, you come over and have a coffee and grace and, you know, the baby's going to hang out and, you know, really, really um, supportive. Um, you know, I, yeah, and that was kind of, that was kind of surprising, really. Um, I'm trying to think if there was, if there was any sort of negative comments at all. I think, I think I had one conversation with the, uh, with a with a mum who reflected and said that it was great what I was doing, but she had a doubt whether her husband could do it, whether he'd have the patience to do it or not, or whether most dads would. And I kind of said, well, I I can't really, you know, I can't really speak for for all dads, but I think um, being a being a full time parent at home just requires an awful lot of well, it involves an, an awful lot of love, an awful lot of patience. A lot of um, a lot of discipline, I suppose. You know, to you know, kind of you know, manage manage your time. And I suppose may, I don't. I suspect do these do any of these things become particularly easy to mothers or fathers? It's just something that you pick up and you know, pick up and, and learn, and, and you do it on the job. I I'm not sure that it, there is a an instinctive thing that mothers have that dads don't have. You pick it up on the job. I think. Mm. Mm. I think, yeah. 
Oh, well, I think you do. And I, I, what I love about your book, though, is that you've tried to, um, you know, really in your, your chapter by chapter, think about everything that obviously you experienced, all the different things from I, I love um, the chapter where, you know, at the beginning of the book you lay out from 5 a.m. right through to, you know, 24 hours later, 5 a.m., um, what your day, you know, hour by hour is really like. You know, I think that really gives a brilliant insight into the daily activities and daily grind of parenthood and, um, you know, what happens in between and the interactions that you have with people along the way. Um, and, and so, you know, with that in mind, let's just talk about some of the highs first of all. I'm sure um, having read, the, you know, parts of the book already, there were some very, you know, challenging components and, and low parts to it. But tell me about the highs. You know, what did you get from taking parental leave um, that you've been able to share in this book? Um, gosh, um, is the the bonds that you that I uh, nurtured and created, uh, spending that amount of time with my daughter. I mean, even now, I kind of sometimes refer to her as my sort of psychic. You know, she, you know, they just, you know, she just became a part of me. You know, uh, for for six months, you spend so much time and all of your attention is devoted to this one person and you know it's you know it's gosh you know it sounds a bit mushy but it's like you know sometimes it feels like you're just sort of falling in love each day <laughs> um mm. with this little person and you know you kind of that I was so I looked after her from six months to 12 months so the, the main thing I kind of felt I had to sort of address and deal with was uh, weaning and sort of her diet and um um getting her getting her to eat her first foods and you know and then later on it was you know watching her sort of engage more of the world and getting more aware and then and then sort of finally sort of her movements and her crawling and, and being there for all of that was just you know an absolute joy but you know I um you know I sit here I sit sit there with her and would you know sing a few nursery rhymes and stuff but I I used to mix it up a little bit and I used to put my records on and I stick a bit of prints on and, uh, you know, we'd dance around the house and <laughs> um, I used to put Purple Rain on and, and sing, uh, um, I only want to see you walking in your purple socks, purple socks. And it was just, you know, ah, gosh, you know, I can't sing for toffee. My wife will tell you that, but it was just lovely, you know, um, just sharing the time. Yeah, I think uh, it, that's the thing, isn't it? It's just the reflection back now of, you know, I'm sure you talk about it in the book around time going in lightning speed. You just don't know what happened to your day. Suddenly it's over. Yeah. You know, and, and looking back though, I mean, this book provides certainly a wonderful record of, you know, the, what, you know, day by day, the, as you say, the experience was like and what some of those highs were. Equally, we know parents, Parenthood is full of challenges because, as you said, you know, if it's our first child, none of us have, um, you know, been here before and done it and got a degree in it um, and we are feeling our way through it. What did you find um, to be some of those, you know, those tougher, lower points to it? And, it, you know, and it could be many and varied. Um, what were the, the bits that I guess stood out for you? Um. 
it is absolutely relentless you know um from dawn through till dusk and then through the night you know you constantly um you're constantly on duty you're constantly jumping up and getting something or you know they need something or whether it's your attention or you know you're sort of you know thinking ahead to prepping a milk bottle or you're trying to you know get them to nap or you know mm. trying to get wake them up from napping it's yeah the the, the, the cycle of it is just extraordinary and you know how little time you have is is it just um I think it's just a staggering kind of surprise, really. And then, you know, and sleep deprivation as well. You know, the fact that it's, you know, you don't necessarily even kind of get, you know, deal with all of this with eight hours sleep. And that's the hardest thing is that however busy and, you know, kind of relentless the day is, all of that is manageable if you've got like a decent decent wedge of sleep under your belt. But, you know, when the sleep deprivation kicks in and, and you're sort of tired and groggy and you can't quite think straight and your nerves have kind of been sort of, you know, rubbed raw by, you know, a bit of sandpaper because you, you only had like four broken hours sleep the night before. It's really, really hard. I mean, you know, my, my godsend was always, um, you know, just putting her in a push it, if I was trying to get her to nap I'd just get her just put her in the push chair even if it was not particularly warm out even if the weather was bad I just put her in the push chair march around the block and that would always do the job so I could at least um I'd time it so that I knew as soon as she went to sleep I could be as close to home as possible so I could park up the push chair dash into the house whack the kettle on make a cup of tea and have a fighting chance of drinking it whilst it was still warm before she wake up and then it would all kind of start all over again you know it is it it, it is hard it is hard yeah so uh, look i i think the reality is that sleep is always one of those number one like, number one killers isn't it for new parents yeah. it's like can i ever get enough and i notice you've dedicated a, a chapter to that um you know one of the other things that's um, stood out for me that you've bothered to do in your book is is talk about a brief brief history of fatherhood right through the ages and you know obviously your reflection on that as a modern dad today you know what do you think's different for the modern day dad today um versus you know what it was like for your father or grandfather oh gosh um that's an interesting question I I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, certainly, I mean, whether, you know, I suppose I kind of am a bit of an extreme example in that I took six months at home with my daughter, and that is unusual. Nevertheless, you know, my parents' generation and uh, my and his parents' generation, you know, fathers invariably were very, very hands-off, you know, very unusual to, you know, change a nappy or cook a meal or, you know, get too involved really until they were kind of rather older and I suppose that has changed in my experience the majority of fathers in my experience are much more hands-on you know that you know their wives or their partners you know are working um they're working you know men have stepped up to the plate you know because you know that that because their partners are running professional jobs and careers and or, or just work uh, as well but in in some respects doing it sort of full time is interesting because you know you do you know i go into playgroup and i would be the only dad there by you know 
by and by and large and it did kind of sometimes feel like stepping back into uh you know like the early 60s or something you mm-hmm. know it, it it did feel like a world unchanged um so yeah i mean it has changed and it hasn't changed it is changing you know i i suspect even in the last couple of years i i've seen a few more dads around with push chairs during the day um you know a lot of dads like working shift work and such like uh, looking after their children during the day um you know, people, you know, dad, dads are more involved and I think they will continue to be more involved. Um, I agree. I mean, I, absolutely, that's my experience too, that fathers are more involved and want to be more involved. Somehow, though, that there still seems to be a challenge around the how they can best be involved and how they get invited into that experience of fatherhood. Let, let's just talk about the... I guess some of the challenges that prevent dads from getting involved because you're quite right, you, you, you took the six months off, that is still unusual. Um, and most, you know, there are many fathers who would say, oh, I can't possibly do that because of my job. My job just wouldn't allow that, we can't afford it or actually that would have a, a detrimental you know, impact on my career. What was it like for you returning to work? You know, what are the kind of things that went through your own mind um you know what are, what are the, some of the things that you you face because you, you do talk about those in the book yeah um gosh it's a real jolt going back to work after being at home you know and I and I kind of probably went through what I you know what I think most mothers go through which is you kind of go through this like enormous partly an enormous sense of guilt I think I felt really guilty sort of handing over my Adding over my daughter to um, to sort of nursery um, and not being there, you know, I, I kind of you know would compare it to sort of it's almost like missing limb syndrome, you know, where people kind of you know have some terrible accident or you know they lose an arm or something, and you can kind of still people refer to it as still somehow kind of feeling like it's there, but it's but it's not there, and I could kind of come into work and look around and it's like you know sort of pinch myself, it's just like. I, don't need to look after my daughter but I kind of constantly kind of felt that I should be and I think this is relatively new experience for a dad but it's something that mothers have you know contended with you know for a very very long time um and you know there's a little bit of kind of getting your getting your brain back up to speed with things as well you know um it took probably uh, probably took a few weeks, I expect, to sort of get get my brain back into the swing of you know dealing with you know, spreadsheets and, and all the rest of it, rather than sort of multitasking, sort of you know prepping milk bottles and screen screen you know a waving child. Um, but I think that said, having got back into work, I think you do pick up skills as a sort of stay at home parent. You know you. God, you learn to be very sort of disciplined, I think. Um, well, I did anyway, and um, sort of managing my time and um, managing to do multiple things at the same time, I think, was always kind of necessary as a stay-at-home parent. Otherwise, nothing ever, ever got done because the child, you know, daughter always needed looking after. So I suppose some of that, you know, then gets kind of reflected in, in, in your work. Um, I, I've been, to, I, you know, I have to be a little bit mindful sometimes in a meeting not to not to stick somebody on the naughty step, I suppose. But you know, I've always managed to bite my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, so what advice would you like to give new dads contemplating taking parental leave? You know, what are you hoping, um, you know, they pick up having read this book? Um, well, I, what I would like other dads to, you know, share some of the experience that I sort of referred to earlier, which is, you know, the having, you know, that this sort of intensely close bond with, um, with your baby, which then sort of, you know, my daughter is now coming up her third birthday and it's, you know, I'm close to both of my children, but I think having had that quantity of time with her, we are sort of, you know, partic- particularly close because she knows that I was always there for her and, and in a sense she was always there for me. So I, I kind of would hate, you know, why why can't other fathers kind of share this kind of experience? Um, and I think being the primary carer is, is a very different experience to being you know, the co-pilots, you know, for a long time, it was always, you know, I'd always, myself and my wife would always consult on, you know, what to do, you know, do they need to go to the doctor, you know, what is wrong or how to deal with something. But I suppose in a sense, I kind of would always sort of defer slightly to her. Um, whereas, you know, being home with her, you know, I, the responsibility was mine. You know, I, I would refer to, you know, speak to my wife sometimes to get bits of advice and stuff, but the decision was on me. So I feel like a much more active is that the right word but you know I feel much more involved I suppose yeah I I think that's what a lot of fathers report isn't it that that do take the leave suddenly there there is yeah reflection yeah I mean and you know there's some sort of you know um to be slightly sort of irrelevant about it I mean there's like odd little sort of practical tips that I would share with you know, a dad who is at home for, you know, an amount of time with, you know, with their baby. I mean, it sounds, it sounds sort of slightly absurd, but slip-on shoes were an absolute, were an absolute revelation because I think a lot of mums, I mean, my wife has, you know, has a, has, has, a, has a wealth of shoes, although she would say not as many shoes as other, as other mothers, I expect. But and a, lot, mm-hmm. and a lot of them, uh, you know, you could very easily just, you know, put your foot in, slip them on, slip them off. And, you know, when you've got a, you know, seven month old baby and you need to sort of dash out the door quickly or leave somebody, leave somewhere sort of quickly and you, you kind of, you're trying to hold them, you're trying to sort of, you're stooping down, you're cradling them, you're trying to do up your shoelaces, you know, they're starting to cry, you know, it's hopeless. I mean, there was one time, you know, a friend of mine, she got down on hands and knees and she did up my shoelaces and I was very grateful, but oh God, I was embarrassed, you know, and I realized I, you know, I've got to do something about this. I can't even put my own shoes on. So, it, you know, funny little practical things, you know, getting a pair of shoes that you can just shove your feet in um, and just, you know, march straight out the door whilst you've got both hands to deal with, you know, you know, with your child and her various sort of um, uh, accompanying bits and bobs that you always sort of carry around. You know, that, it's a little thing, but that helps a great deal. I love that you have a daddy top tip at the end, at the beginning of each chapter. (laughs) There are obviously these little learnings you've had along the way that you think, oh, must remember that to tell someone else that, passing it on, paying it forward, you might say. Um, Jonathan, go on. Yeah, go on. Sorry. I was just going to say thank you very much for sharing about your book. Is, Is there any other lasting, you know, pieces that you'd like to to share with people that you hope they'll take away? Um, with them when they read this um well i think 
uh, kind of manage your expectations, I suppose, if if you end up in in the situation, if you get the opportunity, um, to you know stay stay home and sort of bring up bring up your child. I mean, don't don't take this on thinking, oh, you know, I'll I'll look after my baby and I can I can redecorate the house or I can knock through that wall and you know get that sort of DIY done. You, you're you're not you you're not going to get it done. You know, you're not you're not going to get it anywhere near done because because that little person is a full-time job i mean somebody somebody once said to me after i kind of explained to them, them what a typical day was like he said I said gosh this person incidentally wasn't a parent they said gosh that's looking after a baby sounds like a full-time job john and I was like you're joking me you know it's you know you work in a 24-hour day and you know if uh you know if you if you, if you you know if you leave the room to kind of like go use the toilets and start screaming at you if you have a job like that and you, and you kind of need to you know reconsider you know maybe what your what your job is so it's kind of managing your expectations you know that that little person is is your is is your job and just you know fo- focus on focus on them and you know enjoy the time you know well as they say it's over in the blink of an eye isn't it, it is. so um Look, I think what's wonderful for your child and, and family is you'll have this book. So um, if you're interested, it's Daddy Daycare, a book for new dads and curious mums. Great title. Um, and you can pick it up on Amazon. Jonathan, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.